WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs. This is the Panhandle News Network, a West Virginia Radio Corporation station. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is finally Friday, July the 2nd. I almost said January the 2nd. My goodness, that's definitely not what today is. But you're tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, a full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. Marsh, how are you doing this morning? little thrown. We got a press release from... Uh, Sheriff Harmon earlier today. I turned it into a news story. You can catch that on our WEPM WCST Panhandle News Network Facebook page. Uh, the link to that uh, it just fleshes out some of the uh, the details about yesterday's crash that claimed the lives of two truckers who had stopped to help. Yeah, I've kind of started reading that story, but I didn't want to get fully invested in it, which unfortunately you had to write in the story. Uh, but what were some of the specifics, some of the big bullet points? So you know, it? it was raining. Mm-hmm. Um, cars were going off the road, They, you know, into skids. This was around the, the rest area, uh, mile marker 19 and a half, basically, southbound on I-81. We know that it closed the, the road down for about seven hours. Uh, what happened basically, it was kind of a chain reaction, right? Cars, uh, ran into each other. One got wedged under the tractor trailer. That entrapment actually didn't result in life threatening injuries. However, another vehicle came off the road, an SUV and hit, uh, that group and, uh, ran a, the tractor trailer that had been parked into two gentlemen who had stopped to help truck drivers who were out on their feet, pedestrians, mm. um, and it killed them. My they were goodness. pronounced dead on the scene. What so, an awful um, situation. That story um, fleshes out, thanks to um, Sheriff Harmon for uh, for the details on that. Um, I I can't imagine, you know, we're having trouble processing it. Mm-hmm. Imagine being on the scene. And, and there were a lot of people, bystanders who tried to stop and help. The emergency responders who came out processed that scene for hours I, I can't imagine what they're going through today. No, I can't either. And, uh, of course, as Marcia said, you can find uh, the full story about uh, the situation over on the WPM WCST Facebook page and also uh, over on MetroNews.com. But on a little bit of a lighter note, we do have our first guest in studio with us this morning. It is Otis Carter from the Bugman LLC Pest Control. How you doing this morning? Pretty good. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Thanks for being in, and thanks for making the trip. It's nice to have you in studio. So tell us a little bit about uh, the Bugman Pest Control. I mean, uh, what all, what services do you guys provide? Where are you from? Where are you located? Yeah, sure. So uh, we're just a general pest control company based out of Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, um, servicing the tri-state area. Though currently we're not taking new customers in Pennsylvania. Um, I'm a recent graduate from Berkeley Springs High School. About I graduated in 2019. Um, I started Bugman December of, of December of. Oh, goodness. December of 20, I guess it was December of 2019, turning into 2020 in January. Um, so we've been going for about a year now. Um, but yeah, just 
uh, trying to be a community focused uh, business and, you know, generating uh, business in a way that allows me to give back to the community that helped me get to where I am today. Okay. So you graduated school, started a business, that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, that's not a, a normal track for a kid graduating from high school. Right. Um, in high school, I found myself just getting into a lot. Um, I was kind of always bored and just trying to stay busy. So um, I'd actually started at first before the Bugman was a nonprofit for geocaching, uh, trying to bring tourism to the state. Um, that was kind of, you know, geocaching was what I did with my friends, um, just going out and trying to stay busy on weekends and in the evenings and just going out in nature. Um, but yeah, so then that kind of, I guess, turned into having the mindset and I guess more of a skill set also for digital advertising, which is kind of how Bugman turned into something, you know, that's lasted as long as it has and hopefully will keep going. Um, but yeah, so just... So we had uh, a local locksmith on uh, earlier this week, which we'll uh, kind of revisit that because their grand opening is today, Abe's mm-hmm. Lock and Key. Uh, we'll talk about the talk about that a little bit later on uh, this hour. But one of the questions I asked him, which uh, is I think also appropriate for you, is how did you get into pest control? I freak out when I see a fly or you know a little spider on the or wall. Or a cicada, let's or, just be honest. Or a cicada, yeah. So how did you get into pest control? Right. So my dad actually has done pest control for probably seven, seven or eight years. And I started Bugman with the the mindset and the goal of, well, there were two, I guess there, I should say there were two goals. I was talking about this earlier. Um, the first goal was to give back to the community. That was, you know, the one thing helping me to get to where I was in the school on the full ride scholarship I did. That was like one of my biggest goals. But the second goal was was making sure my dad was taken care of. Um, you know, someone who's been, you know, the, the parent figure in my life and, you know, made sure that I had everything I had to, regardless of how much or how hard he had to work. You know, I would say he's, you know, the role model here behind how this all got started for me. Um, but that was kind of the goal. So knowing and having the skill sets from just being with him and, you know, going on odd jobs with him on weekends just to pass time or to spend time with him. Um, but yeah, that kind of gave me the experience that I actually needed to get licensed. And now I'm actually the youngest commercial applicator in the, the, the four states now, which is actually kind of cool. What, so so what's the process for being a licensed pest control? Um, Do you have to like go into some nasty crawl spaces um, and deal with things like on the job training yourself. stuff? Yeah. yeah, it's actually really, uh, I don't want to say it's really easy. You just have to pass a test to get your registered tech license and then hold that for a little bit. And then once you, you have enough experience with that license, then you can apply to be a commercial applicator. Sam, I'm sure so, the big thing comes with having like all the pesticides and spraying yeah, chemicals and yeah. things. And that's, that, that's what the licensing mainly is for is just to make sure that you know what you're doing with it. And then uh, the commercial applicator and the person who holds the business license is the one that's kind of the state's point of reference. If there is something that happens with your company and the chemicals, you know, and make sure everyone's safe and right. you're the one responsible. So huh. how yeah. does that feel being your age and being responsible for that? I mean, it's a lot, you know, um, but at the same time, I think it's also kind of fun, you know. So we have um, two employees now and they both really, you know, love what they do. And that was kind of another, you know, just positive about it is just having people who are passionate about what they do. But also just, you know, pest control is, isn't is just killing bugs. A lot of people just say that. But when, you, when it really comes down to it, you know, you go out and someone calls like, oh, I have a problem. You have to put on the, the you know, the, the thinking cap and how do we solve this problem? Pest control is pretty much just about like figuring out the ways with the tool sets and like, you know, the skills and the knowledge that you've acquired and just using that to try to find a solution that works. Hmm. So that's kind of the cool part about it, I think. It's not really, a lot of people are just like, oh, it's killing bugs, it's this. But <laughs> I mean, if you don't know how to kill the bugs, if you don't know where they're coming, if you don't know how to keep them com- from coming back, you know, like you got to know all this and, and use it all and be able to communicate too. You know, that's another big part. So Okay, so you've been at this for a little bit. Uh, what are some what, what's maybe the top five 
in terms of what people call you guys for? What what's really bugging people? Oh, in, that's a good. Yeah, I like that. What's really bugging people? Um, termites are a big thing, especially we've seen a, a really busy termite season this year. Um, so termites will probably be the first one. Um, ants, ants and carpenter bees would probably be the second. Um, a lot of times people don't know if they're carpenter ants or just normal ants, but ants in general, you know, no one likes them, especially when they're all like in your pantries. Mm. Um, you see him walking down the counter. I've been in I've been in situations like that. A little before. cocky too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you're they, not getting rid of us. No, and then once you start getting rid of them, you see them in different places, and you know they're thinking like, yeah, you thought, yeah. you thought you had you us. You thought we're just coming through this window, so <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, what else? Um, we we get a a good bit of calls for snakes. Um, mm-hmm. We try not to. I shouldn't say we try not to. We don't kill snakes. We actually just had a or just re, if you go on our Facebook, you actually see the video. We just relocated a, a rattlesnake actually up. Up on top of uh, the mountain. Oh, no yeah, who decides where they get relocated? Um, to? Well, we just we have a couple areas that are just like dead end roads, like up on like up the mountain, like up towards Pawpaw, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just kind of you know let them go out and hopefully up high enough where they won't come back down and be with someone. But you do, do your thing. But you do do other. I mean, you would think pest control. You think you know mice, ants, yeah. you know carpenter, yeah. right, bees, mice, things like that. Mice and roaches. Uh, mice are usually, I guess, the reason I'm not thinking they're they're more of a problem in winter. I mean, they right. obviously are still a problem. Oh, but, yeah. but when it gets cold and they move inside, that's when you get a lot more calls. But say somebody uh, has you know a raccoon at the house or in the basement or something. Is that something to, to call you for yeah. as well? Yeah, we do do uh, we do we do those as well. Um, we've had we we work with a couple different Airbnb people in Berkeley Springs um, and. We actually had one a couple of months back that had a raccoon um, under their porch that one of the the people staying there had actually found, which is kind of crazy. Um, but it's it, those are those aren't as hard because once you kind of exclude them from coming back in, they don't really, you know, hmm. they're like, okay, we'll go somewhere else. <laughs> no thanks. They're kind of scavengers. Freaks me out even thinking yeah. about it. Again, we're speaking uh, with uh, Otis Carter from the Bugman Pest Control over in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. Uh, now, before we ask about specifics in your know, Facebooks and whatnot, uh, it's kind of an on-the-spot question. But what's the one thing when somebody asks you what's the craziest, you know, pest control situation you've ever seen personally? Uh, what's the first thing that comes to your head? Craziest as in like grossest, or craziest as in like biggest? Surprises. Yes, whatever you think. Um, so we actually just did a um, treatment for the castle, which was kind of oh, cool. So it was cool. It was nice. cool for me, you know, growing up in Berkeley Springs, being able to go in the castle um, and work around it, but also just the, the, the size. It looks big from the outside and, you know, from driving past, but when you're up there on the perimeter going around, that castle is huge. <laughs> Let me tell you, it is huge. But in terms of grossest, there, I mean, it's kind of part of the job also, you know, sometimes you, get used to you it. get an infestation and that's kind of, you know, what it's there for. It's why it's an essential business, you know, right. you, how do I want to phrase it? You have a lot of health concerns that come up and that, that are posed with these, with major infestations, I mm-hmm. guess. So that's kind of, you, you see some gross stuff and that's just part Oof, of the job, I it guess. Comes but with it. Part but of the thankfully, thankfully it's not as much as you might think. So Oof, well, I couldn't do that job. That's yeah. for sure. I start seeing, especially the carpenter bees, they are never going to hurt you. They're only going to dig into your, you know, banister or whatever, but man, they freak me but out. But if you got termites, okay. Termites yeah. So if you thing. see a couple termites, you're probably already in trouble, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, the problem with termites is if you see them, they've been there for about three to five years. That's how long it takes um, for them to actually establish their colony and send out swarmers, which are the ones you usually see flying. When, when you see swarmers, that's normally when people know they have termites, and that means mm. the colony's established um, because those swarmers are going off to try to find new places to start new colonies. Goodness. So they're so. walking through your bathroom oh, to yeah. like figure the out time. where the next place is to go. Dang. Man, 
Well, wow. again, we're speaking uh, with Otis Carter from the Bugman Pest Control. Now, can you let everybody know uh, how they can get in touch with you? Facebooks, uh, you know, websites, videos. yeah, the videos uh, and things yeah, like sure. that. Yeah, uh, sure. So our Facebook, if you just go on and, t- and uh, look up the Bugman, um, Bugman Berkeley Springs on Google. Um, our phone number is 304-500-2594, and our website's bugman.org. Um, I, I can promise you that if you call, one of the things we, we, we pride ourselves on is our quick response time. If you call, we'll have someone out with us in, within the same day to address your problem. So Wait, that's e- also something cool. Even on a holiday weekend like this? Even on a holiday weekend. We well, have people who who... Who just want to keep going, you know? They're, they're happy to grind, and they're happy, and they take pride in the work they do. So Absolutely. we're lucky for that. Again, speaking with uh, Otis Carter from the Bugman Pest Control over in Berkeley Springs. Thanks for coming in and uh, yeah. chatting with us about yeah. bugs See what to uh, find out what's bugging people. Right, Thank Marcia? you, guys. I Absolutely. It. <laughs> Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Live and local, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Paint Handle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, a full-service law firm spring West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed it before the break, we had Otis Carter from the Bugman Pest Control in to uh, talk about what's bugging people and about uh, the bug industry, I guess. Have you ever had to call a uh, pest control person for anything? I don't think I've ever no, had to call one. you know, I grew up in the country, so we take uh, care of a lot yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. Maybe you see a couple uh, ants or anything running by, it's no no big deal. Well, you know, you, there are ways you can take care of that. Oh, but yeah. but the, the roach thing scares me. Ugh. I've lived in places. When I worked at Disney, They the first time I was in the tunnel, there was a palmetto bug. And it, I hadn't seen one. It was like two and a half inches long. Oh, like... <laughs> That creeps me right out. So how do you get rid of like those could like pull out their own weapons and like? <laughs> I remember when uh, I was living down in Baltimore in this uh, you know house out just out uh, on the outside of the city, and I went to take a shower one morning before you know work or class or whatever, and uh, I remember seeing this bug fly across the bathroom and it looked like a centipede but it wasn't a centipede apparently they're called water bugs they or fly? something right i don't it didn't fly but it sprinted across the bathroom <laughs> and i screamed of course i had a roommate at the time and i screamed at the top of my lungs at like i don't know five o'clock in the mm. morning just because this water bug and then i was terrified like for another month every time i walked in there i was gonna see one or they were gonna be in my room or something like that Ugh, i should ask uh, uh otis what um what those were what that was yeah, yeah. I, I think they're called water bugs but they kind of look like centipedes. They have a ton of, I don't know, I can't remember. And, but, and um, you think maybe you you uh, ran into the last cicada in the panhandle? I think I might have. I think I might have where it was just kind of floating through the uh, through the air. It was ascending? Yeah, it was ascending. Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine? And it but made yeah, contact with you while you were riding me, your you know, bike. I was like, yeah, it was like, hey, it's like running into an old friend, you know, at that You're point. You're going to miss them. I am going to miss them. I am going to miss them. It is nice to... Uh, you know, walk around or, you know, go outside and not be deafened by the sound. Because they did get, because uh, you can go back on record and hear me saying that. I thought they sounded kind of nice. But there towards the end, when they started getting really loud, it mm-hmm. got a little obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, so I reached out to Dr. Siegel, Jim Siegel, who um, gave us that great interview about uh, cicadas and what to worry about and what not to worry about. And I've, I've asked him about, I've heard anecdotally there's something killing feeder birds. Like the little songbirds. Oh, yeah, I've been seeing. I saw that too because I've uh, been noticing a ton of uh, birds that are just you know dead on the 
like the sidewalk and on the side You've of the road. You've been seeing that stuff. in Martinsburg? Oh yeah, right downtown. And I was wondering, I saw, uh, I think it's something, it might have been on Metro News or somewhere uh, a week or so ago that, yeah, there was something going around with all the birds. How sad is that? I know. Dr. Siegel's looking into it. He's going to get back with us and be on with us whenever he has some stuff to bring to us. Mm. You don't want to take the songbirds out. My no. Goodness, those are the best. No, and I, so it does it have something to do with the fact that the cicadas were around? Are people trying to get rid of the cicadas and they're using something that's killing the birds because Dr. Siegel told us don't use bug spray. Just let them do their life cycle thing. Only six weeks, but was someone out, you know, spraying the environs, but Hmm. it's happening in several States. Right. But are they States that coincide with the emergence of the brood X cicadas? That'd be, I'd be very interested to hear what the doctor has to say about Mm -hmm. that. That's for sure. I have reached out to him. He said he'd get back to me. So maybe, maybe next week. We'll talk to him. But yeah, if you missed our conversation with uh, Otis Carter from the Bugman uh, Pest Control over in Berkeley Springs, you can always hear that back a little bit later on today over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page. Uh, We'll be talking about uh, Abe's Lock and Key grand opening a little bit later on this hour. And uh, after the next break, it'll be Matt Umstead or Matthew Umstead uh, from the Berkeley County local government to talk about the 250th birthday uh, here in the county, which is pretty significant. Bet there will be cake. Oh. I bet there's going to be cake. Got to be good cake for 250th. Mm-hmm. Do you imagine? A very large cake. Mm. Now, uh, it is the 4th of July. I guess we can say it starts now. The 4th of July weekend mm-hmm. is uh, upon us. Uh, do you have any big plans? Um, you know, we'll probably go do something on the water. Oh, it depends gosh. on whether so we get... So lucky to have that right there right, at your house. Right. So uh, hopefully we'll get... You know, our plans got changed, so we, we don't have anything firmed up but usually my husband likes to do something on the water mm-hmm. and and it's gonna be pretty it's supposed nice to be super right? super nice yeah so are you going biking or golfing um well, golfing today uh and then tomorrow i might get a little bike ride in a friend of mine uh, who just moved into town he's having uh, him and his new wife are having a big uh fourth of july home opening celebration nice. party thing just outside of town. So I think I'll be uh, hanging out there. And then Sunday will probably be a day of rest and relaxation, I would imagine. Very nice. Uh, uh, except for the fact that um, sometimes people light the fireworks off when it's not a municipal fireworks right. time. And I know it's illegal, but people still do it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you'll still get some sleep. We know that in Morgan County, they're having their fireworks Tomorrow, we talked to Lori Hansroth. And of course, tonight, Hagerstown Community College, the uh, Maryland Symphony Orchestra is doing its salute to independence. And it's a little different than they normally do at Antietam, but it's still going to be a fun time. Say, a buddy of mine works out at uh, Hagerstown Community College on the grounds and whatnot. He was sending, uh, sending me pictures yesterday of the millions of porta potties that are already out set up so there will be plenty of places uh to you know use the restroom out there you're not gonna have nice. to worry about you know waiting in lines because that's always the worst part about going to those things is there it seems like there's never enough you know restrooms mm-hmm. and then you're waiting in these long lines whatnot but it seems like there's gonna be plenty of that uh, and i think that's gonna be a pretty good place um for the maryland symphony orchestra salute to independence out at hagerstown community college but i didn't even think about the uh fireworks in downtown because i mean i live right in downtown luckily my dog doesn't get too crazy when it Some comes to noises do. like Some that get i know really really scared but that he's usually not too crazy with just the people setting random ones off you know around the neighborhood but i'm not sure about the big ones for that are going to be set off mm-hmm. at war memorial park hmm 
I have to think about that one. Hopefully he'll be hopefully he'll be all right because I don't think I'll be with him uh, when those things are going. But I guess uh, we will find out. Eh? I guess I'll definitely know if I come back to the uh, apartment and it's just trashed. Lock your doors he, uh, and windows. We we had a, my husband's family had a shepherd once, and mm-hmm. um, it would try to go through the the sliding glass window oh. uh, when the when there were fireworks or or like a big thunderstorm. Yeah. I've seen my dog go under the bed. He'll wedge his big head under the oh. bed and hide under there. Or uh, when I first got him. Uh, I guess he was still a little nervous, getting used to everything, right? Uh, and I couldn't find him one day, and I'm looking around. I look under the bed because he came out of there one day, and he wasn't under there. I'm looking around, looking around. Then finally, I hear this rustling in my closet, and I uh, open the door, and he had burrowed himself. He'd knocked like, stuff off the hangers <laughs> and made a little nest and had him all the way burrowed in this in my closet, the bottom of it. So I guess uh, we'll have to find out. I'll have to give an update on Monday where the I found The scary noises won't find him in there. Nope. Don't find him anywhere in there. But after the break, we have Matt Umstead from uh, the Bergen County Local Government talk about the 250th birthday for the county that'll be coming up. Uh, and that'll be after the break here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, a full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you've missed uh, any of the shows so far, we had Otis Carter from the Bugman Pest Control over in Berkeley Springs on to uh, talk about all the services that uh, they provide over there and how quick they respond, which is always a plus uh, when it comes to pest control. But we do have our next guest on the line is Matthew Umstead. How you doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning. It's great to have you on. The next step is we're going to have you in the studio. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> so I have to say this before we get into the meat of the actual interview. Uh, you, In your other life, you were a journalist and one of the finest ones in the area. I think there are two uh, local statewide journalists that I really admire. It's uh, you and Brad McElhenney. And, um, you know, I'm sorry to see, you, you know, not in our realm anymore, but I, I know you've uh, reimagined yourself and you're doing a great job over at the government. Well, that's very, that's very kind, Marsha. I appreciate that. Um, you know, you reach a point in your career after 20 years and you realize that, you know, you need a new challenge and uh, you uh, see an opportunity and you, you, you take that next step in, in, in life. And uh, it's been a great uh, experience so far uh, working with uh, Mr. Davis and the, the Berkeley County Council. And uh, we're trying to do a lot of good uh, quality of life things uh, for the community. Well, Berkeley County's lucky to have you. I appreciate that. So tell us a little bit that you are doing with the uh, Berkeley County government, some of the big things that are on your all's uh, docket as of right now. Well, there's there's well, the there's a couple different uh, my position, I'm the director of uh, strategic planning and uh, communications. So my role is is kind of uh, bifurcated. It's kind of split into kind of two two areas, but they kind of collaborate. They kind of uh, complement one another. Um, I, I do a lot of public relations work and uh, you know promotion and of the county's uh, the positive things that are going on and the things that the county council does and I handle uh, obviously inquiries from the the, the public. But uh, but but on the other side, uh, uh, I also work on the quality of life. Uh, things, uh, projects, initiatives, and 
do do actually a lot of uh, journalistic work in a, in a sense of of uh, doing research and kind of in, you know and looking into you know obtaining information and kind of in some investigative work if you will and and digging up uh, things so uh, the job is a little somewhat similar in a way uh, some some facets of it are actually quite similar um, but you know uh, you know trails and parks and recreation and uh, green space and uh, obviously this uh, Berkeley uh, County 250th commemoration these are all things that are you know kind of uh, quality of life things that that I mean you know obviously we only have one commemoration so every so many you know years but but it's still a quality of life event um you know with a lot of positive uh things about it so uh but yeah working on a lot of those different topics a lot of those different issues even dabbled into doing some research about fire service and improving uh, you know the things like that as well you know and improving um just basically the quality of life for people here in Berkeley County they deserve uh they deserve, um, you know, a, a good uh, environment, you know, in, in a lot of different ways. You can't get away from your uh, skills as an archivist. <laughs> I was noticing the press release you sent out. Um, you, you guys have a, an official website for the Berkeley County 250th commemoration. It features a, an exhaustive timeline. It says 250 years of history that span from when Morgan Morgan settled along Mill Creek to 2018, a record-setting year for the Martinsburg High School varsity football team. Uh, how much of a hand did you have in putting that together? Uh, it was tremendous. It was a tremendous <laughs> amount of work, hours and hours of work. And, uh, you know, we thanked, and, and I have to thank publicly again, uh, you know, a few people, uh, you know, that we, we you know, clerk uh, uh, or County Clerk uh, Miss Mock and actually our circuit clerk Miss Sign and and store uh, local historian Jeff Hollis, WVU, uh, the West Virginia Department of Arts, Culture, and History, uh, and probably other people that I'm probably leaving out. They all contributed their enthusiasm, their passion, their 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 love for history and the community and what the community has made what has made the community what it is today. Uh, you know, really was they really helped uh, provide uh, information, photographs, uh, you know, places where we could actually get uh, copies or images, capture those on our own, uh, you know, of different documents that exist in the community, and uh, you know, they they were enormously helpful. But let me tell you, <laughs> it was a tremendous amount of work to put just just the history timeline together, and that is not even the end of it. Uh, there's an explore section there. And we're doing more um, presentation of, of history and different interesting voices in the community and and things with the Explore page, which basically is a blog. It's essentially a blog that, that we called it the Explore uh, page, but it's really a blog. And we're going to periodically post blog uh, blog post on that. Uh, we hope to do some art, um, some online art slideshow uh, presentations, some some art. Um, by artists from Berkeley County, uh, we have uh, you know a few artists that are from that are pretty well known. Uh, David Hunter Strother is one of those folks. Uh, we hope to do an online exhibit of his work, um, and we hope to be able to do a couple others that we don't want to really say too much about because we don't really have you know we're still working on it. So, um, but we have a lot of excitement, uh, a lot of exciting things coming to the website that we're still not uh, we're still not even yet to roll out. So. 
I'll be looking for that. We're speaking with Matthew Umstead from uh, Berkeley County Local Government, talking about the 25th, 250th uh, birthday, not the 25th uh, birthday. Uh, and, you know, the more you talk about what you're doing with uh, the county government, it sounds like you're uh, pretty much still a full-fledged journalist uh, with, this, uh, <laughs> with this new gig. But over the 250 years that uh, Berkeley County has been around, I'm sure you probably came across uh, some pretty interesting little tidbits of information through your uh, research, right? You know, it, it really, if, you know, I was, a, I was a history major at WVU. I, I studied and got, have a degree in history and, and almost a double major in political science. And history has always been a passion. It's always been an interest of mine. And I used to think, you know, coming into this project, I thought, you know, I, I think I pretty much know what Berkeley County history, I pretty much know. You know, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't know, for instance, that, you know, that I didn't understand the boundaries of Berkeley County. You know, the town of Bath was the western end of the county. The eastern end of the county was the Shenandoah, uh, uh, well, the uh, Blue Ridge Mountains, where Keys Gap is there on Route 9, you know, at uh, Harper's Ferry, Shenandoah. That was the eastern boundary of Berkeley mm. County for 29 years. And then, you know, and then it wasn't for another, you know, I guess it was like 40, 40 some years, uh, you know, the boundary boundary was still, you know, town of Bath. I mean, it, you know, the town of Bath was, I mean, you can imagine riding a horse from the town of Bath to get to the courthouse in Martinsburg uh, for, for the first 40 some years of the county. I mean, I can't even imagine. Uh, it would be quite a, <laughs> quite a trip. Uh, and it's quite a trip now in a car. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, and, and so, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's amazing when you start thinking about it, you're like, wow, the town of Bath, and there's three signers, three signers of the Declaration of Independence, all own property on Main Street in the town of Bath in Berkeley uh, County. And of course, we were Virginia before we mm-hmm. uh, became yeah. West Virginia. And I, it occurred to me, Matthew, that when folks are looking up the history of Berkeley County and they're looking up documentation about different events that have happened, they're going to be looking at archives of articles that you wrote. Yeah, and, and, and well, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. And, and let me just insert this other little tidbit here as well. George Washington literally has his footprint, handprint on on so many things. There's there's records. I mean, the second sheriff of Berkeley County, the second sheriff. And we always hear about Adam Stevens. He's the first sheriff. The second sheriff was George's brother, Samuel. He was the second sheriff. Is that right? Yeah, and when he and when he passed away, uh, you know, he his he had a young son, and and you know how family court is. We don't ever hear about what happens in family court. You know, as you mm-hmm. know, as a journalist, you don't know. But these days, we we kind of know what happened to Samuel Washington's young son, who became the guardian. Just take a guess. Um, yeah, Thomas that Jefferson. Yeah, George. His, his oh, oh, okay. So, Goodness. you know, you know, so, you know, how family works, you know, right. you, you know, your uncle. Uh, so, you know, uh, those <laughs> records, those records, guess where they are? They're here. Wow. But, so uh, definitely yeah. not Thomas Jefferson, right? No, I'm not talking about Thomas. <laughs> I was going to say that made me sound pretty, uh, yeah. pretty out there on that So one. somewhere <laughs> in the Berkeley County archives, it shows that George Washington was going to take on guardianship of his young nephew. Um, yes. And that's yes. here. Yeah, it's here. Can't say where. Can't can't say where for security reasons. But uh, yeah, but it's but it's here, and, huh. and 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 it's it's just you know Patrick Henry and all these famous names. Uh, their 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 footprint and their their hand signatures are they're here right here in Berkeley County. A lot of really 
awesome, cool things, you know, if you're a history person. And not everybody's into history. And part of the goal with the Berkeley, 2000, uh, Berkeley 250 celebration is to try to coax people into learning a little bit about history, understanding that not everybody, you know, loves history. But if you want some really fascinating, you know, the first electric-powered mill in the United States was here in Martinsburg, um, you know, and, and things like that. The world's largest producer of men's hosiery was here in Martinsburg. I mean, there's just lots of really interesting things that have happened over the uh, 250 years. And and the the challenge, of course, for me and, and the committee, the steering committee, which is so really graciously uh, involved, the, the people on that committee, there's many people involved, uh, you know, is to really try to find ways to introduce people to a little bit about the history of the community in a fun way. And, and, and you know, obviously not, you know, like you said, uh, not put, give them an encyclopedia and say, here it is, you know, here's all the history of the county, you know, soak it all in. You know, you can't expect that to happen. So you try to find ways to celebrate and educate um, at the same time. So, Of course, the actual event will be closer to May uh, yeah. next year, but uh, I'm sure we'll uh, want to have you in before then. But I, I, are you going to be pulling out some of those archives, some of those documents to put them on display? Um, that's, that's been a real Come on, Matthew. That's been a real question. Do <laughs> <Or> you want <laughs> to bring some a, in? Or? Well, the, that's, that's a real, well, you know, there's always, you know, with, with old documents and records like that, you have to be very, very careful about exposure to light and handling and I think I'm hearing a no (laughs) yeah you you get out the white gloves and you you really you really start getting into you know really challenging uh, circumstances now could you present a copy or could you present a photograph of an image you know sure um uh, the actual documents that's you know when you're talking 200 plus years old it's it's a little bit yeah, it's a little bit of a downer, but uh, you know, I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't be willing to say that we were, we would be able to do that. Uh, but but as far as produce images and, and share the images of them, sure. I, I don't see that being a challenge. And folks, of course, can, can look. You guys have a, a website, uh, so you can talk about that. And, and I'm sure the celebration itself will be firmed up and if there will be cake and that kind of thing. Um, so talk about the website. <laughs> Yes, it's berkeleywv250.com. Again, that's berkeleywv250.com. And we are on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter as well. And we haven't done a lot with our social media platforms, but they are there. And we encourage everyone to follow, like, uh, because we will be posting, like I said, we will be posting blog posts. We will be doing social media posts throughout all of next year. And uh, it's not just a weekend celebration in May. However, we are, you know, working very aggressively on a on a weekend of the May 14th, 15th weekend. We are working very aggressively to have, you know, some some celebration activities and events. Hopefully, that will be very uh, family focused and friendly to everyone to to be involved. So. Uh, we're working very hard on that, and uh, as we speak, actually, so uh, it's exciting, and uh, we'll see how things come out. And uh, yeah, I'd be happy to provide updates on what we're doing. But I encourage everyone to kind of link up with us on on the social media platforms, or email us info at berkeleywv250.com. And again, that's info at berkeley. 
WB250.com. Again, we've been speaking with Matthew Umstead, uh, part of the Berkeley County government, about the 250th birthday for Berkeley County, which uh, I'm very excited to start seeing all the stuff you guys are going to be posting throughout the next year because there's such a deep uh, history here in the county that uh, doesn't just affect us, but affects you know the whole nation. So again, thank you for calling in and chatting with us a little bit. Absolutely. Take and, care, Matthew. Uh, absolutely. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. Visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonAndJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed any of the show, at the start, we had uh, Otis Carter from the Bugman Pest Control over in Berkeley Springs to talk about uh, all the great services that they are providing, and then uh, most recently before last break we had matthew umstead to talk about berkeley county's 250th birthday which is going to be coming up uh, next year that's exciting and i i sent him an email during the break and said hey we want to have you on a couple more times and i'm sure we'll flesh out what kind of artifacts he can actually have on oh, the yeah. end and if they'll have reenactors we have a, a rich history here we have a lot of folks who are invested in history and do reenacting and so it i i think they'll do it up well absolutely we have been asked by the morgan county sheriff pass on some information i've kind of been including it in the newscasts this morning but this is from the man himself okay sheriff casey Bohr says morgan county will be holding its annual fireworks event at the usual location near widmire school at dark that's tomorrow Mm -hmm. um members of the sheriff's department and deputy reserves will be present to ensure safety and traffic flow all traffic exiting streets and roads near the event i guess that's after the event will be required to make right turns only, which allows traffic on U.S. 522 to proceed as efficiently as possible. Exercise caution and patience during the time, and they're going to try to get everyone out as efficiently and safely as possible. Because uh, everybody knows there's nothing worse than going to one of those big 4th of July you know, celebrations with all the fireworks. There's nothing worse than leaving at those places because it feels like you are just waiting in traffic forever. Are you an I'd better leave now before the last song is done? No, 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 no. I've uh, I've been burnt going to enough sporting events in my days where I've left early and mm-hmm. it, it ended up like the team I was there to watch win or something crazy happened. So uh-uh. I'll stay there through the end of it, but then I'll still complain that you know, I've been sitting in traffic. For Have me. you ever done or, that? Where or you... I'm the person that will park way too far away oh, yeah, so and you're... then walk all the way there mm-hmm. and back. I'll think do about that egress. Too. That's mm-hmm. smart, though. I yeah. think that's really smart. But I think we've all been there where we've left the game early thinking there's no way they'll come back and then tuned into the radio and heard everything mm-hmm. happening and just or uh, I vividly remember a uh, Ravens football game going. I, well, I can't remember the game, who they're playing now, so I guess I can't vividly remember it. But I uh, strongly remember as a kid going to a game. And as soon as we got through like the turnstiles going out where you couldn't get back in, you heard, the crowd. You heard everybody go <laughs> crazy. It might have been an Orioles game. It was some Baltimore sports game. Uh-huh. I'll never forget that. And we just stood there. My dad and I just stood there for like five seconds and we were like, Oh, what did we do? And what then from that moment miss? forward, yeah, haven't haven't done that again. Wow. 
because that they, God, it's an awful Taught feeling. you a life lesson awful right feeling. there. Especially if you hit, listen to it on the radio, too, because then you're hearing just the recap. And, uh, and you're like, I missed that. I could have been mm. there. Could have seen that. <sighs> it's the worst. So uh, speaking of events and fireworks, of course, the Maryland Symphony Orchestra is mm-hmm. going to have its salute to independence uh, tonight uh, at the uh, Hagerstown Community College. So if you're interested in doing that, check out the Maryland Symphony Orchestra's page. They're encouraging folks to tailgate. So Absolutely. pack your picnic stuff. As you said, they, they're ready for yep. folks uh, infrastructure-wise. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just br- bring stuff and be prepared to, to park there for a while and have a good time. Yeah, it should be cool. I'm excited to see uh, the pictures and stuff that come out of that. Uh, especially, have you I mean, have you been to Hagerstown Community College's campus before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's I love how that campus is set up for a community college because it, it kind of feels like you're at you know, just a, a normal big college. Yeah, college campus. And there's enough places where you can find little vantage points on hills. And then there's, uh, you know, fields and stuff, little walkways to uh, sit around and whatnot. So uh, I'll be interested to see how it all works out. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, but it's definitely going to be a, a change for people that, I mean, going to the battlefield for that uh, Maryland mm-hmm. Symphony Orchestra, and that's like a generational thing that people have done forever. So uh, it'll definitely be a little bit of a change of pace for them. See how they do with this? You know, you were talking about the traffic being tied up on Sharpsburg Pike around this event when it's usually at the battlefield. I wonder how it will be around the HCC campus. That'd be a good question, because if you've ever uh, tried to go to class at HCC, you know, uh, and then like a morning class or something, Mm -hmm. you know that you are still going to be sitting in uh, a good bit of traffic. But now that I'm I'm saying that, I'm remembering uh, that they did put like a new roundabout and stuff in. It used to be a traffic light there that made all the the traffic Well, some of us can't navigate roundabouts but that's just mm, i love them i think they're great <clears throat> that's great for you yeah i think they're great i think okay. they do uh, exactly what they're supposed to it's wonderful for especially you. if you got like four lane or like a two three lane going into the two lane roundabout you got to make sure you're in the inside one to get to the third exit i will say i'm the problem anytime there's an, <laughs> a roundabout and there's any kind of decision to be made i'm usually the problem uh, but uh speaking of we were talking about uh, abe's lock and key earlier uh today uh their grand opening is uh today so mm-hmm. uh, make sure you're going and checking out uh, their facebook page again it's abe's lock and key they come very highly uh recommended from it seems like literally everybody All the in, social uh, yeah around town so if you need uh, any help getting into a car into your car not <laughs> into a car getting into your car uh make sure you're calling them but uh, yeah, it's happening today. Their new Hedgesville location is the one uh, that they are opening up. And apparently, if I can remember correctly from our conversation we have with them, as long as you say the old bar on the corner, oh, yeah, then people will know exactly uh, where okay. it is in Hedgesville. And Rona's going to be out there from today's 97.5. Uh, she's going to have a remote. They're going to have some prizes. Yeah, they're going to have shaved ice out there, which would be perfect today. Uh, Bricellos, uh, they're going to have some food out there, food trucks, gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches, which, come on, I come love on. That you ever had gourmet grilled cheese? No, I've just with had different the... types of cheese and some like maybe some bacon on there, some ham. Mm, nope. Oh, so good. That that would dress up the the simple oh. cheese sandwich. It I certainly would. It. I love it. There's nothing I like more than cheese and bread. And if you put them both together with little kind of different cheeses and whatnot, wouldn't that be pizza? I guess you're right. <laughs> I guess you're right. But so uh, if you're ever having a grilled cheese, do you, well, do you eat grilled cheeses? I should ask Not first. Not much. No, I make a lot of them because I have kids. Now, do so. you do it with, do you always have soup with it? Like tomato yes. soup oh, yeah, or anything like that? Oh yeah, the tomato soup. You got to dip into oh, the tomato I can't soup. do the tomato soup. Yeah, I've never been a tomato soup fan. My you, sister. You just would... eat it dry. No wonder you want to dress it up. <laughs> I mean, I'll have some like <laughs> chips with it or something. My goodness, I don't, I wasn't ready for that judgment. I don't think. <laughs> Sorry. You just eat it dry. <laughs> Goodness. Well, uh, I guess we can't go anywhere from uh, there for the rest of the show, other than me uh, feeling a little bad about I'm, my I'm sorry that no, I made you feel bad about your life it's choices. Fine. It's how it goes, I guess. Um, 
You just kind of say whatever you got to on the radio to finish the story, but whatever. <laughs> uh, well, uh, for Marsh Kavog, this has been uh, Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. If you missed any of our conversations today, specifically about Marsha making fun of me about how I eat my grilled cheese sandwiches, you can hear that back over on our Panhandle Live Facebook right. page <laughs> a little bit later on today. Have a fantastic 4th of July weekend. You as well, Marsha. Hope you have you a too. great time out on the water. That's going to be great. And if you see me floating down there on a kayak, uh, at least try and stop me. You're looking sure for your golf ball. That, yeah, absolutely. Have a good weekend. CST Berkeley Springs. This is the Panhandle News Network, a West Virginia Radio Corporation station.